0: Hey, this is your Olympic hero, Kurt Angle, and you're listening to Snug Wrestling. Oh, it's true. It's damn true. That's right. You are tuned into Snug Wrestling, where it's wrestling all day, every day. And now, here is your host, Edgar Avila. The most prestigious title in AEW, the World Heavyweight title, was defended for the very first time by the new champion, Samoa Joe, versus some guy named Hook. Who the fuck is that guy? Who the fuck is that? Hook is a guy that Tony Khan believes is worthy enough to get a title shot because Hook is the FTW champion. He's also the son of the Suplex Machine Taz, and most importantly, he has a record of 28 and one in AEW. This announcement that Hook was named to be the very first challenger for Samoa Joe sparked a lot of controversy. However, this match was actually going really well until it didn't. And here on Snug Wrestling, we're gonna talk about and we're gonna break down why this match ended up being a total wreck and how it was completely ruined and we're also gonna be covering the rest of the happenings from aew dynamite what is going on folks welcome back to snug wrestling with me your host my name is edgar let's get into the in-ring drama from aew dynamite let's go Daddy Christian had to defend his prestigious TNT title versus Dustin Rhodes. Two WWE legends to start us off for this episode of Dynamite. And now I'm no mathematician, but I know for a fact Dustin Rhodes does not have the very impressive record Hook does of 28-1. and So why does Dustin Rhodes get a title shot? I thought title shots were based off of rankings, Tony. I love Dustin Rhodes, but he's only had four matches recently, three of them this year, and the one versus Swan of that happened at world's end two out of the four matches dustin had's were singles matches where dustin won only one of them versus willie mac on collision and again nothing against dustin if anyone deserves a title shot it is dustin but i'm just going off of tony khan's logic for giving hook a title shot just enjoy wrestling bro right right i get it i get it and i did this match was actually really enjoyable christian cage and dustin had a pro wrestling match dustin rhodes got a false finish on christian and i'm talking like a very very close false finish it was like 2.99999 and we almost had a new tnt champion but nowadays even the old school legends are doing the non-stop kickouts where we have 10 false finishes in each match. Christian Cage hit a spear on Dustin, then a kill switch, and Dustin kicked out. Christian finally got a three count after hitting a second kill switch after that, and always with the unnecessary overkills over and over and over again. Swerve Strickland's looking like he's about to join the Judgment Day wearing all black and a shit ton of eyeshadow. He has an interview where he's being asked, if he's gonna watch the main event joe versus hook and of course i am swerve strickland has his eyes everywhere yes i bet you do swerve including all day in the makeup chair from what it looks like hangman adam page was also brought up during this interview and swerve shut that shit down real quick because even swerve knows no one needs to see that shit again swerve already beat hangman adam page there's no need to relive that once again these guys literally did everything to each other under the Sun except murder why do we need to see that again We don't. We just really don't. Another AEW star full of controversy, Chris Jericho, was also interviewed, but this time there was no booze and there was no NDA chance. Chris Jericho is a sad rock star after losing his match for the tag team titles at Battle of the Belts versus Ricky Starks and Big Bill, but Matt Seidel emerged out of nowhere and walked in the picture back from the list of MIA wrestlers or should I say the LIS wrestlers lost in the shuffle matt Sydal challenged the ocho for a match at rampage and i'm gonna let you guys let me know how that one goes all 37 of you people that still watch rampage orange Cassidy and trent are in a tag team match versus penta and the coolest most popular guy in the locker room commander commander has a different tag team partner every week everyone wants to be commander's friend and everyone wants to team up with commander he must have a really cool video game setup at his house or something because one week he's teaming up with hijo del vikingo then brian keith then penta then lee johnson then gravity this guy commander is like the biggest tag team whore orange cassidy and penta are also really good buddies canadian destroyer buddies they love doing that move to each other the legend goes that one time orange cassidy and penta went three hours hitting canadian destroyers on each other non-stop unfortunately we didn't get to see that in this match and trent got the pin on commander to give the best friends the win the crowd and everyone was really happy in celebrating this victory everyone except the undisputed era and roger strong they were not drinking the Orange Cassidy juice because they came out and confronted the international champion. Roderick Strong has been talking about getting his grubby hands on the international title from Orange Cassidy, and he's going to do that at Revolution March 3rd. And I hope he does, he being Roderick Strong. If Roderick Strong does manage to pin Orange Cassidy, which is something that is hardly ever done, and we get a new international champion. We might actually get some memorable matches out of that international championship division. Magnum T.A. from Wish Hangman Adam Page cuts a very dramatic promo during his interview, where he was reciting some lines about the A.W. World Title and told Swerve, "May God be with you." What a nice religious cowboy Hangman has become, and we got some really good feel moments on this episode. episode. Episode of AEW Dynamite. On that episode of Dynamite marks the one-year anniversary of the unfortunate passing of one half of one of the best tag teams Ring of Honor has ever seen, the Briscoe Brothers. Mark Briscoe did the honors to share the very fortunate news with the entire world that Jay's daughter, who was also in that tragic accident, was told she would never walk again. Well, this young girl said, nah, fuck that. Flip the bird on those doctors. And came out walking on her own twos down the stage. And man, that was such a beautiful moment. Good for her. I'm sure Jay Briscoe would be really proud of his daughter right about now. This wonderful announcement was then followed by a video package remembering Jay Briscoe. And this was a beautiful segment. And we all love to see shit like that. From beautiful news to the 10 bucks. The Bucks had a sit-down interview, and this was the first interview the Bucks have done since being gone after Full Gear in November, and people were wondering what business they had with Sting. Are the Bucks going to be the ones to send Sting into retirement? Nick Jackson started off this interview by demanding respect as they are the EVPs and should be addressed by their God Christian name. And I thought, whoa, okay, okay, now this right here, this can be interesting. Are they going to do that corporate gimmick now, the bad, evil EVPs that we all know they really are behind closed doors? We all know they really are very, very religious. Are they going to be those religious people that think that they're better than everyone, not just in real life, but on TV as well? For once, I'm really interested in something the Bucks might do. Because if you're going to be like that in real life, then do it in front of the cameras as well make it interesting at least and this interview actually started off really good and then matt jackson interrupted and took over the rest of the interview and it just went downhill and now i don't give a fuck about this new gimmick or the bugs or if they do go and face sting in his final match nick jackson actually had a different demeanor different body language seemed like he was actually trying to do something different with this new gimmick new persona that they were going for and Matt Jackson just said nah and just started going off like he usually does in his rants in his promos just whining and complaining about everything so Matt just meh. Now, I really hope the Bucks don't get that retirement match with Sting. The new babyface trio's team, the Bullet Club Gold, they have seen the lights, and they're facing the Mogul Embassy for the Ring of Honor trio's titles. The Mogul Embassy are swerves goons. They're big, scary-looking guys, but... They're jobbers. The Bullet Club Gold won thanks to Anthony Bowens from the Acclaim. The Bullet Club Gold became the new Ring of Honor Trios Champions. Now everyone in the Acclaim and the Bullet Club Gold, they all have belts now. All six of them. Fuck it, Tony. Just make a six-man tag team division and make new belts for that too. Adam Cole is now managing and being the mouthpiece to Wardlow. And oh, how the world turns sometimes. The irony in all this is hilarious. Hilarious! This is my first time seeing Diano Perazzo in action. I missed the debut match on Collision, but I did see the reactions that she got after her match. And for all the people that were out there talking shit about her looks, y'all need your eyes and your brains checked because that is just ridiculous. You stupid neckbeards, have you looked in the mirrors? Not only that, but Deanna wrestles better than half of the roster in this women's division. And for all that shit people were talking about Deanna, I really hope she wins that women's title from Tony Storm now, and she shuts the mouth of all of you mouth breathers out there that we're talking shit the two teams that the young bucks made famous both were facing each other in a tag team match private party versus top flight with names like those they're most definitely gonna make it to the hall of fame one day i'm sure of it according to dave Meltzler, the young bucks made these guys look like a million dollars and to thank dave for his very nice comments tony khan made this match official just for you dave and in return please give us five stars dave please this match was exactly what everyone thought it would be full of super kicks full of high spots and a bunch of aerial dynamics. Samoa Joe versus Who the Fuck is Hook? This was a complete beatdown on Hook by Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe is a beast compared to Hook. The beating that Hook was taking was so bad, I almost called CPS. It made everyone watching at home and in the arena feel really bad for Hook. And this is exactly what they wanted. This made everyone go from cheering for the champion Samoa Joe to cheering for the underdog and that just goes to show how good Samoa Joe really is Hook was trying to fight back over the much bigger Joe and Joe would just cut him off and was just ragdolling Hook all over the arena Joe slammed Hook on the announce table then on the ring apron Hook refuses to stay down and the people that were saying who the fuck is Hook are now the same people that are cheering for Hook at this point point. and even me I was even cheering for Hook at first I didn't even care care for this match because i knew there was no way hook was actually gonna win but the story that was told in this match started off really fucking good this kid who was undeserving and no one knows who this kid hook is quote unquote was giving it his all versus the big badass samoan beast unfortunately they had to do what they always do and they had to incorporate their 15 false finishes and they ruined this match completely hook was over the people were cheering for hook hook got over you got the point across and they just don't know when to quit hook got all of the sympathy from the fans that he needed to get he had won them over already and Samojo decided okay this is it this is enough I'm gonna hit my finisher now I'm gonna beat this kid he's gonna get a standing ovation time to go home but hook after getting the muscle buster kicked out at one at One, after all of that beating that he took, after all of that damage that he took, Hook no-sold the AEW World Champion's finisher and pulled an Ultimate Warrior and just got back up and just started fighting back. What the fuck? This match was going so good already. If they ended it with that muscle buster, that would have been perfect. You already had the crowd one Hook. You didn't have to shit on Joe's finisher after that too. Fucking hell. Samoa Joe finally won after choking out Hook, but seriously, this was also damn near the same finish that they did in the opening match for the TNT title with Christian Cage and Dustin Rhodes. Spear and then two finishers on top of that. Hook still asked Joe to give him more muscle muscle busters after the match as if that finisher wasn't already dead but just to make sure it's completely dead joe went back two more times to give him more muscle busters and then hangman adam page came out for the save i don't ever want to see Joe pin anyone else with the muscle buster ever again especially if it's anyone bigger than hook and especially after a beatdown like that no one should ever get pinned by that move ever again sorry joe it's dead they killed it the match was going so well and it was actually making a lot of sense until it turned to shits. let me know what you guys thought about all this that went down on aw dynamite hit me up at snug wrestling thank you guys for listening and we'll talk soon